li- listeners, the um, loyal listeners and new listeners alike, of which of both groups are vanishingly, vanishingly small. Uh, the um, the stars just don't want this episode to happen. Uh, but we we have never we have never cowed to circumstance except for those times that we did which were at least three times that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head and did not put out an episode. And also a few times where I just wasn't feeling it and I was like, well, I'll do it. I don't want to edit the episode today. Um, you told me your grandma died that one time. Yeah, well, grandma can't die twice. So It depends uh, on if it's one of our settings or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could be the setting for tonight. We could describe what we have, and it's one where Chessman's grandma is an immortal being that cannot be slain. Listeners, welcome to 30 Minute Worlds. We got about midway through an episode before technical difficulties presented themselves. We want to outline for you briefly what that episode was like as we continue talking about it. Yeah, hold um, on. Let's let's do a dramatic recreation of the of the prompts reading. <laughs> no, they don't deserve that. Yeah, yeah, oh, ew. yeah. I'm, I'm the, I'm the Lord Lad, which means you guys have to think for me. Sorry, I'm my Zach is is a little uh, rusty. Uh, Mr. Zach Chessman, sir, uh, I have a word for you. Well, spit it out. This robot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Just stop apologizing and spit it out, robot. This robot. Dan, what's your word? <laughs> the prompt of the hour is gutter. Gutter. My prompt. Harley Nower. Tropical. See, now you've already broken from form. A slight we originally redefinition said of the prompt that was selected. We, we don't need to rehaggle this. They're no, getting okay. a dramatic we read. From the top. All right. We're going to go. the 30-minute work. So from those words, uh, we basically meandered our way through the concept of uh, some sort of metropolis where gutters would make sense. Uh, and sea- robots and- created to be pirates as well was a right. concept. Yeah, because we're talking about like sea shanty town, pirate town, mm-hmm. pirate robots. Yeah. Pirate robots initially made by like a privateering private company force mm-hmm. that then became just like a nuisance pirate threat to the oceans. Mm-hmm. Right. So and- so let me let me get in on the ground floor of of uh, of where this was going to go, because I think I think that's about where we got. Uh, the aesthetic for the listener thus far, unless the lore lad vetoes it, is uh, ironclad pirates. Yeah. Right. Like ironclad ships. So ironclad, ironclad ships I, didn't, I didn't hear a veto on that, so we're good. Last thing we're I'll talking continue, about Chessman. is the power source of the robots, because we thought we could make it like a bit more of a low-tech setting if the robots were powered by uh, some organism or general limited thing. And Dan said uh, scarabs or beetles or something. Thing yeah. about placing the head plate and becoming. And I think that's super interesting because I mean, the robots are part bug. There's like bug consciousness being. Could it be something like cool. there is in this like tropical new world that has been colonized with these robotical types? This is an ancient practice, the creation of these automatons, and they like were mm. served, they were made to serve the ancient kings. So they were buried with them. I believe Chessman has an idea and he's had it for yeah. a while. That No, that makes sense. That's that's good because beetles, they they can uh, reproduce, right? They're you know they're beetles. They're but they're not going to be as talented as the original. Yeah, they fuck group. They're not going to be as talented. But this was the entire like marketing 
decision for the modern uh, pirates is that they were making a group of privateers that would go out, they would take command of an enemy ship, and they could fully crew it because then they could... With just a few of them, yeah. Well, no, they could make more because you just Ah. had beetles in your hold that... um, And then you, you just... You turn, I guess you rip some of it out and you turn them into, you turn them into robots. But that was this whole thing of, they could just be out there scavenging materials and beetle fucking, I guess. Well, that'd be cool because it'd almost be like a kit you could buy that is like, has two like uh, host beetles in it that have consciousnesses and like a breeding pair of privateers, basically. And then they populate the crew of this ship. I think we had brought up the idea of the robots getting out of control instead of yeah. just being this general nuisance along the coast. And I think it makes sense considering what we've set up where they're basically like a swarm, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe it's just like a combination of of insect intelligence and like human programmed intelligence. Uh-huh. What I was thinking was maybe they could have insect like instincts uh, that are not necessarily privateer instincts that make them a nuisance. Uh, like they're crawling on the underside of your ship uh, in the gutters, like in these shanty towns, you'll just find them coalescing around each other, like in weird patterns. Belvin brought up the idea of like that. These are almost like a programmed insectoid species. And I think that's interesting that like the letter of Mark is almost like a punch card of commands mm. for these like mm-hmm. beetle swarm privateers. That is a cool image. Oh, and we don't really know where the rest of this brain comes from, right? The rest of this consciousness, because the beetles themselves don't behave like pirates, right? That they, and there's, it's not totally clear how the beetle is using this information. Like it, there doesn't seem to be a direct connection. They just are following these ancient instructions that they've found. Well, mm. one thing that might be interesting, let me know if this is too far, but if the combination of beetle intelligence and human intelligence comes from, like, finding a dead man. You put the beetle in a dead man's head. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So when they take over a ship, they put a beetle in everyone's head, and it starts driving them around like a Yeah, like or maybe a you take the brain and put it in the robot body or something. Mm. Yeah. So, like, all these automatons are a combo of dead person brain and uh, evil intelligence. Okay, interesting. Interesting. And you would find beetles not just on ships, but in gutters as well, correct? Like, in dirty Hmm. areas of the cities, you could potentially gather I think the beetles would originally be from, like, an island or something, and then they'd be commercialized or like weaponized or what Dan was describing with having a kid. So I don't think the beetles would just be like around, but the robots, there would be like some robots acting in like weird combo beetle human ways for sure. In the cities, right? These are essentially like, nobody knows what to do with these creatures if they're not being overtly violent. Like they would be if they're often privateering when they, find their way into cities like a beetle gets into gets into like a corpse maybe and reanimates it that would be pretty good well sort of the 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 vibe or the aesthetic i'm getting for this as far as the ironclads go is less mississippi and more like amazonas like a brazilian like 
a network of like favela towns that the because bugs do great in these environments, right? So these mm-hmm. like ghettos basically are prime breeding grounds for this. Could be a setting, frankly, where bugs have like magical powers imbued in them. Okay, because there okay. could be like I mean like mosquitoes that operate in a similar sort of way, basically drain people dry. Could we make the robots aesthetically? Maybe humanity design ways kind of leans into. They're humanoids, but they have like bug-like motifs and carvings because we know what powers them. Sure, and there can also be like an Egyptian flavor. Oh yeah, yeah, because there's the hint of that ancient society uh, that discovered the bugs could be used this way. Yeah, well, it's part of the design, right? Because we a lot of the design for these robots, at least um, the originals that were made, and then subsequently just because of you know it's inheritance sort of like not inheritance by like gen- genetics but inheritance by like oh this is what the person who created me looks like or this is what i look like i'm gonna make this thing in my image right mm-hmm. uh-huh. um they, they it they're gonna have egyptian like patterns and motifs i'm imagining like chidness i mean honestly like c3po but with more like scaly kind of yeah, mm-hmm. it's like armored plates that are like resiny over uh, muscly, like fibrous tissue. Yeah, this may be yeah. exposed. And the face is less human than you would think it would be. It could be that they like grow mandibles and like um, kind of like covers over the eyes. Like some bugs have like you get like that black, like very gross. No, I like that. I like that a lot. And mixed with kind of like a... Uh, well, it doesn't have to be a pirate aesthetic, but mixed with a pirate aesthetic, that could look cool as well. Yeah, uh, what could be interesting is just if there's kind of both variations, like ones that are a little more insect-like and ones that end up just being a little closer to human intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they could, like, function in the world. They, they have, like, they are inheritors of, of a human brain in a yeah. way. Um, so, like, you know, there, there's Captain John Mark, but he's just like a... Insecty looking gold man. Do they speak? Maybe some do. And they can certainly speak with each other. Yeah. And like beetle swarm kind of. That would be one of the reasons a lot of people would distrust them also is like if they have a trouble, if they have a hard time speaking to humans but can speak amongst themselves like pretty freely. Mm-hmm. Well, beetles, they communicate through like rubbing their like legs on their thoraxes and like they're buzzing their wings at different frequencies and things like that. So it's not like speech typically. It, because of the way that these beetles are integrated into another body, they're they're like they can't rub their legs together. Yeah, maybe they speak. Maybe they just like vibrate their whole body at certain frequencies. Because if you're an automaton, you might be able to do that, right? Yeah, maybe. It's mm-hmm. like a, if an iPhone can do it. <laughs> uh, so like a lot of their communication could just be them like vibrating, clanking together in certain ways. Um, huh. And then when they speak, it's all vibrating and clanky. What were going to say, Jasper? I, w- I was looking up a uh, Egyptian gods. Um, there is an there is an Egyptian god that is like a frog with like a beetle on top of it. Um, <laughs> I don't know that one. What? Ke- yeah. Ke- cool. Um, cool. I don't know if we want to go into frogs. That's <laughs> a little. Cool. That's a little. Next. Next. <laughs> well, you're the lad, so actually, you get to pick. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I Dan brought up the idea of like different insect intelligences, and I like the basic idea of so in this tropic land that the privateers and 
gory seekers have gotten into, the insects can be combined with certain maybe ancient robot technologies. I think it's kind of interesting. There's not like an artificer who made these things, but like they opened mm-hmm. up a tomb and they found these bodies and they can replicate them. Yeah. Um, and so the beetles are the ones that are mass produced and like self reproducing at a certain point and like become the pirates of the setting. But I, I think like mosquitoes, dragonflies, mantises, mantises, like th- those could like there are tombs just waiting for the compatible body types. Right. It could have been a society that placed a great deal of religious importance on insects as, like, creatures of power. Where does Gutter come in? Uh, Well, Gutter, to me, makes me think of the outcast status of the insect robots. Of the beetles. Yeah. Well, they're like Uh, tools, basically, right? They're like tools of war that are being repurposed and thrown away when it's not convenient anymore. Oh, and they don't like like that. Yeah, so maybe there's like an insectoid that because that ties a little bit into what we were talking about before about like the freebooter republic. There could be like a clandestine alliance of these weaponized insectoid uh, robots. They're basically working that is for independence. The combinations of combination of words. Uh, yeah, clandestine <laughs> alliance of. <laughs> weaponized insectoid robots. robots. Yeah, it's actually it's the anime that I'm I'm pitching to uh, Sunrise yeah. next week. But you know, keep one them the phrase down, to though. fucking rule them all. Jesus! All right, that my is weaponized scary. combat robot insects can't be this cute. <laughs> so let's see. I think there would be uh, Tomb Raider types who are trying to like maybe in the tomb where they found the technology to be able to make the beetle robots. They found mm-hmm. a reference to Mosquito Tomb, to Dragonfly Tomb, and there's sort of like a race to find those as well. Well, there there would be also like dead precursor robots littered all over, right? Right, but if you if they're locked in the tomb, they don't. It's a little bit like Fallout, uh, right? Where you you've got these vaults of robots that are locked away um, and it ends up being a sort of social experiment because these robots are intelligent. So like if there are robots down there that are, um, that were cognizant when they got locked away, it's entirely possible that they did some shit. And if, if they're still around, they, they probably aren't still around because they got locked away so long ago. It, is the life cycle of these robots tied in any way to the, insects placed inside them do the insects die when they're placed inside infused maybe the insects like it because it prolongs their life cycle too like like to the insects there's not a lot of Mm -hmm. benefit to living like this right because all your instincts are now you have a new body to fucking deal with but uh that could be the draw is that it prolongs your life and the insects realize this too they have to on some level and this is kind of a necessary, they see it as a necessary step for them, and they don't necessarily want to go to the gutter, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about kind of specific societies that would exist here uh, in this setting, because it is quite a curious one that we've woven here. Could instead of it being a humanoid or like a human species uh, that has like come to this land and discovered these bugs... Could it be like a reptilian or like a lizard folk kind of deal? And they don't respect kind of the power of the insects as they're like a food source for them. And it's like they're willing to be kind of more reckless with them. Yeah. Be good. There's a weird racial dynamic there. 
Oh, so then if we think about what the gutter would mean for these these reptilians, these beetles are a food source for them, right? So they will literally like eat them and their like shells will be littering the gutter um, amongst probably living living beetles uh-huh. um, who mm-hmm. are have, have, you know, mixed in. Uh, that always happens, right? There's always... Yeah, you hide among the like fallen or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so we have lizard men who stumbled upon a way to fucking make pirate robots powered by a bug as a central nervous system. Makes sense to me. It's a pretty weighty concept, but I'm gonna say uh, the lore lad has signed off, and we are in the clear (laughs) to go with that. it is reminding me. I have. I'm having to hold back a little bit because it is reminding me so much of Stargate. Just this concept. Of <laughs> I haven't a, seen Stargate, but it's just the yeah, second setting either. where you've been like, "This is just like Stargate." Well, because I've been watching Stargate. Yeah, and <laughs> you've been trying to get people into it. It's in the, in Stargate. There was this um, uh, concept of the of the Gwawuld. Cut his mic. Which get is him a, out of it's there. A, it's a parasite that um, cut his you know mic. burrows burrows into like the back of the neck or a different You're part of the body into my patients and then links itself to a like the spinal cord and like becomes a part of a human of a of another creature that's kind of cool actually can these things do that i don't they think like, so. no i think no yeah, i, I think, think we're so spending either. too much time on the bugs as well because okay. it's they're not the main characters of the setting they're a big part of it oh they definitely are the main characters i think, of the I think, yeah, I think that they are We've added a ton of different things they can do, and we need to kind of step back, I feel like, and talk about how they impact society, right. uh, as opposed to just shit that they do. Well, we've talked about that some. We've talked about how that there were, like, privateer companies, and a lot of the robots, you, like, have a punch card, essentially, mm-hmm. to choose whether they're Dutch, Spanish, English. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Or rather, they're XPs. Um, and now, essentially, there's no, like, all of the wars, all of the um, naval um, warfare is being fought by these bugs. Yeah, and there could also be maybe a transition point where a critical right. mass of the insect robots uh, have sort of broken off and become pirates, become nuisances, become like the swarm. And they have their own country, perhaps, or nation, or something yeah. analogous. Yeah, they have like a hive port, the right. hive. Yeah, a place you don't go if you're like a lizard, a I normal god-fearing right. uh, lizard man. The the li- the lizard men originally conceived of these as being just subservient. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't know why it's bothering me that they're all the like pirate privateer guys are lizard men. It's I mean, because like we've a, got. It's bothering you because we've gone too far off the deep end. Is what? Is it, <laughs> what's it's because you. I can't look at myself no, in this. Set. <laughs> well, could there just yeah, be like a faction of lizard men? Dan, why do you want lizard men? Uh, he I always I wants lizard men. Every nation builder. What? He's, <laughs> one nation builder. No, because I think that the dynamic hot. of like this is a dangerous weapon that they're more inclined to play recklessly with because of their like dietary restrictions was basically where the idea came from or because mm-hmm. of their dietary preferences um yeah they don't respect them and also well, we humans do humans don't respect like, bugs either yeah, yeah, yeah no we hate them yeah but 
when you hate bugs and fear them as opposed to looking at them as purely expendable, I think you're less likely to create a weaponized race of them. I think humans look down at bugs as well. All I'm but, saying, oh. listeners, listeners, go back and listen to uh, the <laughs> Concrete Golem episode. and Because we had Lizardmen in that. And if Daniel was Did the we? one <laughs> who brought them up, I will take the check made out to me. That'll <laughs> You can make it out to me. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I would like some sort of remittance for being right about that. If it comes to pass, if you not, that I never said it. It's impossible for you to make money off of this podcast. It will it's, not happen. God, yeah. Go ahead. What if there's a faction of lizard man? Like, what if one of the uh, kingdoms involved? I think guys. this is something the lore lad would speak on. It's lore all lad. lizard, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. It's all lizards. I'm sorry the lore it's lad all has lizard, spoken. Man. And so now at this moment, what I want to ask of all of you Bam. is what does a lizard society look like? Like what is Fuck. a lizard? Like a sort of know, vic- maybe Victorian you, era society. He's got the, he has the authority well, they to they would do go it. to the tropics because there's more sun there. That yeah, that's true. That's yeah, I think the reason. architecture would be very like open and like let a lot of light in, even on like ships and stuff, as opposed to trying oh, yeah. to stay out of the sun, which like our human sailors do. Um, right, and a, huh, and a relatively modern invention, um, which would be a creation of heat inside. Not relatively modern. I mean, they had fire, but they would congregate around sources of heat whenever they couldn't didn't have light available yeah lizards do always be doing that right i guess bugs are pretty opposed to fire in general so that's yeah they don't like it as well mm. like well maybe lizard men have lots of like torches and pyres and stuff because they like the heat mm. um and the ro- insectoid robots are always uncomfortable around them well there could be like there could be like sun barges that rich lizards go on where they like the feeling of being at sea but also sunning uh, yes. And it's just like a big ass open thing. I think they'd be a very, by nature, industrious like and uh, people. They would deforest the land to get fuel. They would dig coal mines and stuff like that to like keep themselves warm. There's like mm-hmm. this chase of heat that they have to go through as a society. I think of lizards, and I think of lizards as like the laziest pieces of shit of all the animal kingdom. Well, well, that's the thing is. The appetites of the wealthy are served by the um, uh, the have-nots, right? Mm-hmm. So what the wealthy wizard lizards want is that they want they want to be lazy, and therefore the have-nots of the lizards toil. Um, and it's probably terrible for them. So it's a very stratified society, even more so than a human society would be. Maybe they have siestas. You know, maybe they have siestas. Maybe they it's get not siestas, so but that's it. And it's hell, but also they get one thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, when it's in the hot in the middle of the day, like, yeah, it's what are probably you when do? they have the most energy, but it's also when they, yeah, I'm sure lizards could stroke out. There could be a lot of variance in terms of, like, the size of the lizard folk. I mean, it could be, like, very predatory kind of, like, alligator, crocodile types sit at sort of the top of the social strata. I do like, too, because mm-hmm. with lizards come, like, uh, mm-hmm. unusual dietary habits, like like cannibalism and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, wow. if you're wealthy, you can literally buy another, like, human being to eat, <laughs> like... <laughs> it just grow yeah. large, like the wealthiest lizards, like these giant corpulent monsters, like yeah. crocodile-sized uh, beings. I would mm. love to see that guy just sitting on a ship, the big fat lizard. 
Sorry, go ahead. There could be lots of aggro lizards, like especially if they've been in the sun all day. They're all hyped up on energy. And that's where a lot of like the naval warfare comes from. Is they're just like pretty eager to fight. They're hopped Conflict up. Comes easy to them. Mm-hmm. And they're like a little that. less empathetic and uh, afraid of hurting things because they have lizard brain. And uh, rocks yeah. would be very valuable because you gotta have a nice rock to sun yourself. <laughs> that's on. your currency. Yeah. <laughs> Giant rock. If Giant marble plinths <laughs> on your ship to sun yourself on. The ancients built giant rocks that dot <laughs> mega structure rocks. Oh my god. <laughs> I love the Neolithic. The We've oh, done that's it. a joke, but what if the lizards think that the, there were these giant rocks that were like smoothed out and made just perfect for um, lizard folk? Conquests? For li- the perfect for like sunning yourselves. So they thought these were like the rocks of ancient like lizard uh, ancestors but the truth is that these are like giant like capstones to like tomb cities okay. or something like that okay i like that i like that has nothing to do with sunning yourself which the lizards they don't understand well were they weren't the they ancients also lizards if it's lizards all the way down then no, wouldn't no. the ancients also have been lizards or were they birds the ancients could have been anything ancients yeah. could have been spirit forms that wanted to make corporeal form a reality well you know maybe what i they... think i think yeah, the yeah. ancients were bugs i oh, think fuck. i think that this entire concept of the bug inhabiting robot that does make the most sense yeah yeah they built mechs but no how would they i mean the whole no. point of the bug robots is that the having the robot form allows them to do things and be different things than the bugs normally are no no no. but uh they could have because there's all sorts of in sci-fi like a weak a bug can't build a body no no no. there's all sorts of in like sci-fi like a weak race overcomes its limitations by like fucking building its own insane like exoskeleton uh mm-hmm. And becomes like a really strong, burly uh, phenotype. Like that can happen in fiction and like be plausible. So they yeah. could have found someone. I feel like we set up the bugs as just like physically bugs, not bug folk, not bug people, but like physically bugs, which would preclude them having the the hands to be able to craft things. Well, yeah, well, they don't have Originally, hands. the lizards served bugs in the ancient, ancient times. The lizards were the idiot slaves who... <laughs> yes, <fucking> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Listen, no, well, what's the canon. warlad thing? Yeah, what's this the is to be adjudicated. This is, that's absolutely it. Oh, that's God. It. No, see, the bugs... The bugs were actually bigger than, than lizards. Well, no, no, that's, that's actually, like... You could make an argument prehistoric bugs were, like, bigger bug men type... Uh, but then mm-hmm. as they were devolving... And like their race was like degenerating over time. They were like, we need fucking ancient ass high rule technology to fucking keep ourselves uh, looking cool. Uh, and so they came up with the exoskeletons, basically. Meanwhile, lizards yeah. are getting fucking uh, they're not their growth is not changing. Right. And so they kind of like bugs devolved from ancient prehistoric bugs that may have been like huge and like worshipped by the lizards as gods. There was an event that sort of um, a lot like the Great Ice Age when a a meteor hit and uh, killed off all the dinosaurs because they were too big to like hide from it essentially mm-hmm. that's the going theory well they needed so much food that right that's when too. food dropped their giant bodies could not sustain themselves and they all died 
mm-hmm. that sort of happened to this ancient civilization. Well, you know, uh, oxygen levels are a big reason. Like the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere versus oxygen is a big reason why we used to have like giant insects. Oh, um, really? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, anything that would cause a drop in CO2 levels or whatever gas equivalent in this world yeah. um, would I just mean, the, change. The tomb cities where these smaller bug-like creatures or automatons that or creatures that could be used to make the automatons are found could be have been built by the previously larger insects. Yeah, that's a thing, too. Like during the fall of their civilization. They would have had to have been physically imposing at one point to enslave lizards, right? Mm-hmm. But now... Yeah, there's like giant statues of mantises like that have been destroyed yeah, which all over the, the place. Yeah, the destroy because yeah. they inspire the bug robots. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I'm loving this. This is good. Uh, I like it as a chain of islands more than a continent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Why, why have continents? Well, you could just have your entire thing. Thank you. Just be Thank like a you. string of islands like along the tropic sort like of. Like Macau, yeah. Yeah, like Macau. Beautiful Macau. Uh, <laughs> What's the matter, Dan? Beautiful Portuguese Macau. Yes. We we have restrained ourselves from ocean settings for at least five episodes. Yeah, we're, okay. yeah, we're good. Give we're, us we're one. We're basically right. clean at this we point. Good. We can do one piece. I swear, I, just one, and I'll go back <laughs> to making so a Fraser pill. Oh no! It was it was four yeah, episodes. Anyway. Was the Will guest episode with the uh, the whales? Yeah, unfortunately, Listen, don't draw the their attention to it, and we'll be fine. Very Let's just talk about the whales from now on. No, I'm the Lord Lad. I said what I say goes. <laughs> oh shit! No, okay. Let's. Well, where do we go? Because so we've got the bugs. We have the lizards the reptiles um we have their cities and we have the sort of the uh conflicts happening in the water and we have we have the ships oh we actually haven't talked that much about the ships yet we haven't at all the uh i think it makes sense they're big they're ironclad right well someone said earlier we were talking about the ships that the lizards would have and the lizards would have very open to the sun ships yeah Mm -hmm. um the uh, bugs, on the other hand, if a ship was made specifically for bugs, it would it would be the opposite. It would be uh, very cloistered, very low, kind of like an Ironside is uh, sort of low on the water. You can't really shoot a cannon at it. It just sort of uh, bounces off. It literally, yeah, yeah. What I've yeah. been envisioning for the lizard ships is that, like, they are for the purpose, you know, like on a normal ship, you are working in the sun during the day, and then at night you are you go under the deck to sleep. And but I feel party. like on these ships you would have like you need to have a big open space on the top deck where you can sun yourselves, basically to amass energy from the sun. And there'd yep. be more of working like below decks to maintain the cannons and everything. And the insects would would like you said be the opposite of that. Basically, yeah. they prefer to be in the dark, and it needs yeah. to be like danker and stuff like, like that. They wouldn't. Yeah. The, the dark at all times and like the only times that they would uh they would actually be totally fine being above decks at night if they have an above deck um which would be great for navigating uh by the stars i guess uh 
Could be that they take like the stunning decks and reassemble them into like either just completely scrap them to reduce the weight of the vessel or like reassemble them as like fortifications, basically. Uh, like extra armor instead of these like awkward like resting platforms that sit on top of the ships which kind of makes them vulnerable Mm -hmm. Um, that's an interesting idea that they're essentially they do have to take a ship and cannibalize it and turn it into a different ship uh, that is kind of definitely it's like everything that's facing out and sort of like open sort of like a flower um it's sort of torn apart and turned inward so it's a more aerodynamic ship like it's harder to it's harder to hit um it's like a it turns into a shell more than like what it was are these ships so we talk about ironclad so we can say that they're not made of wood but maybe they're made of like a lightweight buoyant metal Hmm. well you don't need to be made of buoyant metal to be an ironclad right because no. it's just engines that push your ass but no, forward. But ironclads require engine, like combustion. Right. But if an ironclad is lightweight, or it's made of metal like aluminum, then it wouldn't... The whole point of covering it in metal is that it's heavy metal that bounces off cannons well, and shit, right? Not, if there's not really a wood equivalent, then... <laughs> or if the wood mm-hmm. is scarce, then... Hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting. Aircraft are made of uh, concrete, Right. Like they're essentially they're or they're concrete ships. Like you wouldn't think that concrete would float, but because it's just the shell of the ship essentially, and it's it's got air inside of it, and it's 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 buoyant. Um, so it could kind of be made out of anything. Like it could be made out of like rock or perhaps these bugs like chew up something and secrete it into uh to like, like a sort resin. of form the whole of the ship oh it could be chitin ironclads yeah oh man mm-hmm. and that's a good visual i think for us to fucking because we got to start wrapping it oh yeah shit chessman any yeah. last word on this setting where uh bug robots who have degenerated from a great bug civilization now serve shiftless fat ass lizards uh as pirates um the rocks are crabs the rocks are crabs. He's done it's like it. Apollo You've 13. Done it. You can subscribe done. to us on your podcasting service of choice to get more choice last minute words like the rocks are crabs. Uh, <laughs> visit us next week. We're going to be following up the Mendicant Gate with a special revisit episode. It's going to be extra long. We're going to talk all about Mormonism. We're going to do great disservice to whatever Native American uh, cultures originally inhabited. No, we're not. I'm, I'm uh, going to fight very hard to make Colorado. sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> There's going to be lots of disclaimers. I'm going to do a lot of editing. Well, Belvin's going to lobby, but I'm not sure what we can get through in such a short session. <laughs> yeah, we don't support lobbyists on this podcast. Yeah, kind of problematic of you, Belvin. Being anti-racist lobby. Unless you want to advance pro-world building legislation, then we do support your... Lobby. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at Lads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building.